Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, and welcome to Newsweek's Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. On today's parting shot, I'll be talking about Easter. Kidding. Well, kind of. Today, I'll be talking about the other holiday this time of year, Passover. Now, if you're a Jew or you know a Jew, then you know what it's like to see a huge Easter display and then the tiny little shelf of Passover stuff. So I figured, as a Jew, why not give Passover a little attention? To help me do this, I had some of my favorite people on, Broad City's Elliot Glazer, author of the cookbook Jewish and Instagram foodie celebrity Jake Cohen, and of course, no discussion about anything Jewish would be complete without an appearance by comedy legend Judy Gold. So go on, grab a kosher snack, because I'll be right back. So before we go on, I should tell you a little about me. I was raised Mormon and then later converted to Judaism. So I'm a new Jew, if you will. If you're so inclined, you can watch more of my story in the documentary film, Latter-day Jew. But one thing I've noticed since converting is how massively underrepresented Jewish holidays are in popular culture. If it's Christmas or Easter, all you see is Santa and the kind of creepy Easter bunny. That's just my opinion. It just sort of frightens me. Where's all the Jewish stuff? Which is why I decided to dedicate this episode to Jews talking about the wonder that is Passover. For any non-Jews listening, Passover is the annual week-long holiday celebrating the biblical story of the exodus of the Jews from Egyptian slavery. At the beginning of Passover, a Seder is held, which is a 15-step feast that is concluded when we tell the story of the exodus. Over the course of the week, Jews don't consume grain that has risen, so like cakes or breads or cookies or all the good stuff, really. Knowing all of this, I get why grocery stores don't sell Passover cookies. Like, that would be weird. But that doesn't mean Reese's can't come up with some kind of comparable candy to their Reese's egg. That's a personal request, and I really, really hope it manifests. I spoke with Broad City's Elliot Glazer about what the food over Jewish holidays means to him and why there's a bit of guilt partaking in the non-Jewish holiday treats. Okay, Elliot Glazer, you were with me throughout my whole process, if you will, of becoming a Jew. Um, And... We talked a lot about sort of, you know, how to be a good Jew. And one of the things that you and I have talked about quite a bit is around the Christmas slash like Easter times, the big holidays, there's a lot of sort of like Christian holiday stuff in the targets and the food sections and the whatever. And you wanting to maybe partake in some of them, but because of the whole Jewish thing, you <laughs> sort of you can't chomp down on the peep or the go crazy on the Christmas tree, if you will, or whatever it is. So what, how do you handle, like, do you eat the peep? Like, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, oh God, 
Easter is much easier to deal with than Christmas, but like, of course, even as I've gotten older, I deal worse with, I have really intense FOMO at the holidays about (laughs) Christmas and about the, the, the idea of like holiday cheer. There really is like a lack, a a real disconnection for me. Um, And when it specifically comes to the food, uh, I remember because I grew up, you know, in Long Island and very Italian um, neighborhood. And they would always have the, I forget what it's, Stratofo, something, Stratofo or something. I got to look it up. But it's like a, it's like a, it's like a Italian dessert. Christmas time or at Easter time? Uh, This is at Christmas, but I think it's like, it's like a holiday dessert. I forget what it's called, but anyway, it's like gooey, like, Hunt, little like honey bun. T- I don't even know how to describe it. I wish you could describe it better. <laughs> anyway, I remember like getting a piece of that, you know, and being yeah. like, I want this. I want Christmas. I want, yeah, especially Easter. That too, like you know, like there all is the chocolate so much Easter. Good Easter, there really is. And I've in, I've indulged in a couple of Easter meals, but you know, um, it's really the candy that is uh, that I. There's no world in which I don't get some type of Easter candy each year. Yeah. There's no way I can say no to good dark chocolate, specifically um, the uh, Russell Stowe. No, the Cadbury cream egg. Oh, are the. Oh, I that it? Cadbury cream egg or the Russell yeah, yeah, Silver? Cadbury, Cadbury cream egg. Coconut what? cream egg. Coconut cream? Yeah, it's the Brent. Our friend Brent um, introduced it to me. Yeah, it's uh, it's famous. It's like it's mostly in. Um, I think it's English. It's English. Yeah, no, sorry, it is, but it is Russell Stover. It's like a cream. Is it a coconut cream though? It, it's Russell Stover. It's the dark chocolate covered coconut cream yes. egg Easter candy, which I was like, he had been talking about it for years, and I was like, I don't understand what the big deal is. I'm sure it's just chocolate covered coconut, which is yeah. like macaroons or whatever, yeah. or the Mounds bars. Yeah, but I but I finally gave in and he got me one and I, it is genuinely like a, like a, you know, I obviously have a very intense sweet tooth and this is yeah. one of the most amazing desserts I've ever had. The texture is just like nothing else I've ever had. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe it because it's not sponge, but it's not cream, but it's not honeycomb. It's like something in the middle. It's like <laughs> wet, but dry. And it's very hard to find, but God, it makes Easter exciting for me. <laughs> there is something about, I mean, I will say, I was raised, I only remember one good Easter in my childhood because we were, I mean, obviously Mormons. And so like we celebrated Easter, but Easter was never like a big deal, but it became a big deal because of the snacks. Like I knew that that time of year was like snack central, like Christmas is a snack moment. Sure. Yeah. But like Easter was snacks. And there was one Easter where I remember my mother um, would, she really wanted to like go because I lived with my father. My parents were separated and she wanted to like go all out on Easter. So she put out this whole tray on the, on the table of just like Easter candy with the Easter baskets and like all of the chocolates and the gummies and the marshmallows and the everything, like every type. I mean, jelly beans. Fat. I was a fat child <laughs> and adult. And I, she went around and she put like um, flour on her fingers, you know, flour, like white flour. Yeah. Like white flour. And she would put it all over the table and it would look like a little bunny had hopped around. Oh, that's all cute. Over, which is really cute. And my, yeah. reaction, this is, this is both the sign of a wonderful Easter slash. I was meant to be a Jew. I came into the kitchen and I was like, we're going to have to clean this up. <laughs> <laughs> what about later when it's going to be bad? <laughs> 
No, I literally looked at all the flour <laughs> everywhere and I was like, and I was the one that was responsible for cleaning the kitchen. So I was, I was actually angry at it, which yeah. is to me the most Jewish response you can have to an Easter celebration is yeah. flour everywhere. <laughs> and just pre- preparing it for, for the cleanup later is very yeah. Jewish. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But it, there is, I do have this love of like Easter candy and like even going to Target now, like yesterday I was at Target and I went just to buy a cleaning supply. Like that's all I needed to do. But as I'm walking through Target, I see the Easter section, this beautiful section filled with like candy galore. And I can't keep myself from it. But I also am like, no, you're a Jew now. Don't do it. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. I mean, honestly, like at the the end of the day, for me, Easter, if if Hanukkah is the like, you know, slightly less, slightly less attractive stepsister to Christmas <laughs> Passover is like the goblinesque, uh, you know, ugly stepchild or whatever to Easter because Easter is like beautiful colors and chocolate and dark chocolate and je- jelly beans and candies. And Passover for us is like 10 days, I think of like, yeah, ugh, of like cracker bread where we have to, you know, <laughs> replace bread with matzah unleavened bread. Yeah. And it's, it really is like torture. I mean, look, you can get away with it for a couple of days with some good matzo bry or chocolate covered matzo is honestly not, not bad at all. But like you can't have like real cake. And growing up, whenever my whenever we would do Passover, you know, my grandma would put out at the end like a dessert spread. And it was like, yeah. you know, the good stuff was like macaroons. But then she would put out the requisite like uh, Passover ready cake made from matzo. And it was like gnarly just gnarly and all these desserts made from matzah are truly like paste and chalk they're horrible (laughs) so (laughs) easter is like the is like the the true um the true opposite of passover in that it really is so dour and chalky and easter so pretty and yummy and sweet yeah it's 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 sort of that it's it's something that the jews i don't think don't do don't do very well like the artificialness of a holiday and like yeah leaning into how artificial a holiday can be I feel, well i was also going to say too that like you know like you and um and your boyfriend are always um uh pushing me to revel in christmas and like you know, put up whatever my version of a tree is. And I always, you know, I always say like, that's, yeah, that's definitely more Michael in the tree part, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) But like, like enjoying it, like being able to actually partake in the joy of Christmas. And I is what I say. And and I, and I do like, I do when I'm invited to do so. I, I, I absolutely do, but there is always a sort of, um, you know, there is always sort of that, that, that distance between the Jew, uh, from yeah. between the Jew and Christmas. Whereas with Easter, I know Easter is actually more of a serious holiday for Christians, Yes, but is. I don't think Catholics, Jews even I think. Yes. Catholics. Right. Yeah. But I just, as a Jew, I never growing up. And even as an adult, never thought, I never felt the weirdness I would about like partaking in some Christmas stuff that I do in like buying Easter candy. I don't even think twice about it. No guilt whatsoever. Yeah. Christmas is is a different story. What is your, yeah. Christmas is definitely a different story, but the irony is that Passover is arguably the more important holiday compared to, you know, Hanukkah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I, yeah. And, and I mean, for, I think Christians, it's Christmas is the big holiday. Easter is also a big holiday, but there is sort of just like a, celebratory like Easter bunny moment to it, which there's that other part to it that is also very religious. Yeah. Very depressed, very dark. It is. I mean, I really dark, right? I'm not going to pass judgment on it. I don't know. <laughs> no, just the story, the story. 
I mean, the story is very intense. Yeah. Yeah. I have to admit, I also don't know much about the story because it's like I the was... blood of Christ. Like, it's like a, it's very much like just an intense story about like Jesus's uh, uh, what's the term? His his uh, oh the not... the I, I don't I... the rising the up not. Uh... I'm, I'm, I mean, that's probably why I am a good Jew is that I don't know this story. <laughs> the resurrection. It's, it's, the like resurrection. The, it's him about being resurrected at Easter or something. And I remember my Episcopalian friend who was not very religious, but religious enough that she could explain to me like, the, you know, the elements of the story and oof, yeah. boy, it's, it's, it was, it was dark. And I was like, then why? Because we we're eating like pork shank. It, honestly, you're right. It wasn't that different from Passover and that Passover, the Seder plate is like all of yeah. these things represent you know, sadness and plagues and darkness and all this stuff. And yeah. you're eating like salt water and, you know, parsley, all this weird shit. <laughs> but then Easter, when you really look at it, which I haven't, but even once with a friend, we were like eating things that I guess it resemble like Christ's blood or, you know, the really? bone or yeah. Yeah. So it really oh. wasn't that far off, but it's, so I don't understand how like egg hunts, be, you know, became part of it. I'm also yeah. not really interested. I'm just, totally guilt-free about partaking in the candy. <laughs> That's interesting. Cause whenever I get the candy, I legitimately feel bad. Wow. Oh, that's so interesting. Because yeah, I mean, it's, and I don't, I don't necessarily, cause to me, I see Christmas, the, the sort of artificial part of Christmas, the Santa Claus, the yeah. Christmas gifts, the, not the religious part. I respect people's taking Christmas and the story of Christmas, the, the, the religious story of Christmas and the religious story of Easter very seriously. I fully respect that. But the artificial stuff I can find myself partaking in, but there's something about Easter that is different from me. There's, mm. I don't know why it feels because it's, it's almost, it feels more artificial because a bunny, like yeah. I don't think the bunny is delivering candy ever. Whereas <laughs> yeah. like in a weird way, an old man could maybe deliver gifts. Like yeah, could that come down a chimney is, you yeah. know, it's just very gentle. Um, I mean, Easter is also gentle too, but I guess it's something about it is a little bit more fairy. I guess it's a little bit more fantastical. I guess. I don't know. It was a bunny coming to your place and giving you and hiding eggs and stuff and giving you candy, I guess. All I remember, I just have a very distinct memory of my cousin who was half and half um, and not religious in either capacity, but I still remember at Easter she was like visiting us and like, and she had one of the chocolate bunnies. Yeah. And I was like, can I have that? Can I have one? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. They, and they, and they are good. I just, I don't care for milk chocolate. And the only thing is like the, the, um, uh, the, the mini, the Cadbury mini eggs, the crisp yeah. shell ones. Yes. They, they always, 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 the stores are packed with the milk chocolate version. Yeah. And I don't want it, but the dark chocolate, version with the hard shell those are genuinely incredible i will eat any form of chocolate that comes my way milk milk included and milk included sometimes milk is is appropriate and i do think that of all the people who do milk chocolate it is the cadbury company from the united kingdom oh definitely that does milk chocolate very very well and i enjoy a cadbury egg there's something about biting into a crad cadbury egg and having that creamy center just sort of like explode <laughs> and it, and it just, and it gets messy and it gets all everywhere. You, know? and you it, mean like the frosting ones, right? The frosting on the inside, that creamy frosting on the inside. And it's just like, you know, that that's going to be a very large copay at the dentist, but it's okay. Because I that don't, I don't know. It's like, I, you'd think I would love that, but 
it's on it. I, and I hate to be this person who's going to say this, but it's like, it's too sweet where it like hurts, you know? And I'm, and I'm not the person who ever says it's too sweet. Like that's so annoying, but like, yeah. it's just too sweet. I honestly like milk chocolate just turns me off probably because like, uh, ironically, because of Hanukkah gelt, you know, the idea of like milk chocolate yeah, gelt that is and you, you always chocolate. taste the aluminum because you're a kid and you eat it with the aluminum on kind of by accident or whatever. Yeah. It just, ugh, and the milk chocolate, I'm just so over it. But uh, I do see where it could come in handy every now and then with like a malted or something. But yeah. like, I am dark chocolate all the way. And there's like almost, there really is like no in between for me. Meanwhile, Jake Cohen, author of the cookbook Jewish and Instagram foodie celebrity, my official title for him, loves Passover food and kind of thinks it's fitting that Passover food isn't as popular as Easter food. This is the, the, kind of quintessential conversation with all Jewish holidays, really. Well, all of the main ones, because it's all marketing. Marketing and Gentiles have it down to a science. Oh my (laughs) God, what they have done with Christmas in America. And at the end of the day, Jewish holidays just aren't that because like we are selling really um, meaningful thought work, community bonding and introspection with a lot of these holidays in a way that is anti-capitalism <laughs> and all of the ways that you can make it mainstream. Yeah. I mean, something like Passover. Passover is such a gorgeous opportunity to gather your friends and families and talk about the value of freedom and systems of oppression. And it's all symbolic. Everything yeah. we do, every ritual in Judaism is rooted in it wouldn't some be Jewish type if it's of not heavy. Exactly. <laughs> if there wasn't a deep, thoughtful conversation that had to follow an action, it would not be Jewish. Yeah, which, which, which I love. I respect that. That's one of the things that I love most about being Jewish. But also... I do love a Reese's egg as well. Like that's yes, another, and, yes. and like that's a that's my problem. So I want like is a are you ever tempted by Easter candy at like Target? And B, what would be a Passover Reese's item that we, that they could create? Yeah. So I think that I mean I love I love a, a good Reese's egg. I think everyone does. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. A Cadbury egg, if you will, oh, um, is also perfectly lovely. A, a, a chocolate bunny that always tastes gross, but is at least fun to like destroy. It's I always beautiful. get disappointed that the center is not. Cho- I want a full. It's hollow bunny. I don't want a hollow bunny. The, the number of broken teeth that they would be responsible for the litigation fees of (laughs) random Americans suing because they got the tooth on a a solid chocolate Easter bunny. Um, But yes, I think there are some really interesting conversations around what is the Passover food to really like go mainstream. Because when you think about it, there are many. Matzo ball soup has become a year-round food in every metropolitan area. Um, And that is, it's funny because we don't talk about the fact that it's like a Passover-rooted food that has now just become year-round and and kind of just enjoyed by all. But Mm -hmm. it is. Um, The one in the sweet version is like um, the matzo crunch toffee Uh where you like, they do it. It's very common in, in America. My guess is it's probably... The history of it is rooted in like the Midwest where they do this with saltines and they just cover oh, yeah. it with like, like it's just like melted butter and brown sugar and then they mm-hmm. bake it and then they cover it in chocolate. Yeah. Um, so it becomes this like toffee soaked 
originally I would assume is like with the saltine, but we do it with matzah and it is so incredibly delicious. And I truly believe we should be making it year round. And one day, honestly, if you're listening to this, I'm probably going to start selling it like year round (laughs) because like, I just feel like there's a hole in the market and I'm just going to get in and share the love. And um, I mean, why not? That was one of my questions for you is that like, I mean, you know, matzo ball soup, of course, but like the matzo cracker in and of itself is not sexy. There's nothing. It shouldn't be, but that's the whole point. Like the 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 symbolism of of like Easter is like he has risen. Like we yeah. have to celebrate like big abundance. Judaism is like bread of affliction. Like we are we are we're, we are trying to put ourselves in the headspace that we are still slaves, which yeah. is it, it's very much a huge pillar of what Passover is about. It, it's mm-hmm. thinking about what it would be like if we were still slaves in Egypt, and at the same time, having complete and utter gratitude for every blessing that comes our way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but that would, the chocolate covered dish of matzah would be how you make matzah crackers sexy. Like that's it. I can't think of another way. I mean, I did once I used matzah crackers and I made sort of a similar mix, not a toffee mix, but like a brown cinnamon sugar mix for uh, a kugel. And that was delicious. Mm, Delicious. You could do wonderful things. I love a challenge. I think we live in this age in which like you can't really, I don't know, stick your nose up at at cutting out bread or all the things that you're not allowed to eat on Passover. Because when you think about it, it's like restaurants do it with gluten-free people and vegan people and dairy-free. And it's like we do it constantly. And it's just a new challenge that we get to to take on. Um, I think that it gets a little bit, we love a loophole. Jews love yeah. a loophole. Um, so like we get, we get to a point in which we're recreating foods that uh, where it's like, no, no, no. The whole point is like, we're not supposed to be able to have this available because we are thinking of the headspace that we could only have matzah. It's just like restrict yourself for a week, but we're like, no, we're going to find a way to grind the matzah and turn <laughs> it back <laughs> into the things that we like. <laughs> Innovative Jews. I love it. One of the things that so for Passover, like the 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 Haggadah, the items in the Haggadah aren't necessarily sexy either. But that, of course, as you described, is, you know, it's a part of the story of the the past story of Passover. And but the meal following the Seder is incredible. And one of the things that I look forward to all the time, I was trying to think of like my Passover meal food that I love the most. And I have to say, I'm such a meat person, which is like you know, put every joke you want on that. But like, I love brisket, brisket, like brisket is like, I don't know if it's the most Jewish food for me, but like, it's what gets me excited. You know what I mean? Like, what is your Passover food? What is the thing that like you have to have every year? So it's really funny because it's changed a lot since I, I met my husband. And I remember his first time doing Seder with my family where he had a back to back Ashkenazi Seder and it's the same meal two days in a row and like we won't like the idea of having two satyrs back to back that aren't the same meal is crazy <laughs> um but it's the same things it's matzo ball soup which is i would say my ultimate comfort food i could eat it every day yeah. and still never get sick it's it. delicious isn't it delicious yeah. a brisket i make lots of brisket in the family um <laughs> which is funny because i already am planning i'm making brisket for the first night um, and then my grandmother is joining for the second night and I 
feel like I want to do chicken for the second night, but I just know oh. that there's going to be drama because she's going to be <laughs> mad I didn't make a brisket. So now I'm thinking it's like, great, well, I'll take leftovers of the brisket for the first night and I'll put it aside so she could take the brisket home on the second night. So even though I'm not serving it, she could get some brisket and won't get angry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think a brisket's a perfect example. So many foods I think that are like low and slow braises, things that take a lot of time. There's something really like inherently loving about things that take a lot of work and energy. With all that said, I still feel like Passover should be more popular than it is. And if anybody is going to make any official statement about Passover, it's comedy legend Judy Gold. More with her right after this break. If I ever needed advice on something Jewish, there's only one person I would turn to, Judy Gold. In fact, Judy Gold is literally the person I have turned to for many things related to being Jewish, especially while I was converting. She's a longtime friend. Which is why I knew I had to speak with her about Passover. I started our chat asking her, do you think Passover should be as popular as Easter? No, I think Passover is fun because it's theatrical and you're telling a story and it's family and it's tradition and it's a it's a story of freedom and there's so many and it's order past seder means order so Mm -hmm. it's like it's it's everyone around the world who was a jew around the same time is doing is doing this exact same those 15 steps yeah yes yeah and you know you have to realize we're less than two percent of the population yes and over 60 percent of hate crimes so you know i don't we we don't really commercialize our holidays Mm -hmm. i think for a, a load of reasons but um you know in a, in a way it's it's an intimate holiday because it is gathering around a table and yeah. everyone let's all you know we're here we're alive you know like yeah. let's tell this story let's eat let's yeah. um elijah you know it's just you know the four questions and the fact that you know Haggadahs have gotten so much better. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, it's like there's, it used to be, you had the Manischewitz Haggadah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was torture, but yeah. you added, most families added in little things that you did every year. Yeah. What was something your family did? Oh God. Like, you added in. <laughs> well, every time um, I started this as a little girl, I, it was time. I couldn't wait for Elijah to come. And I would open, I would go outside and ring the doorbell. Mm-hmm. And then I'd open the door and be like, and I'd walk in with my arm up like this. Imaginary like, this here. <laughs> uh, how are you? Are you drunk? You're so wasted. And I would do this whole thing, drink something. Then, I mean, I have this whole conversation with him yeah. all the way to the end. Then I'd be like, all right, next you're going to go across the street to the Bernsteins. <laughs> And then around the corner, you're yeah. going to go to the Youngs. And I would just uh, call, you know, come back tomorrow. Why don't you come by tomorrow? To, I mean, and it was just this whole, that was like one of my favorite things. Um, some of the, the uh, you know, the way we would sing certain songs and accentuate certain 
Yeah. Um, like, um, Shabbat Shemaim, Uva Aretz. Um, <laughs> and it's just these things that you do every year and it means you're still there and you're, st you know. Yeah. And you're adding a bit of humor into it too. I mean, I find like even, even I just got asked to write a Golden Girls um, Haggadah and it's like, it's like a theme, Golden Girls theme. Right, right, and, right. And there, there's so many of them. There's Seinfeld ones. There's like, they're just, it's kind right. of like, and I, in a, in a way, I feel like that is the part of Passover that, is similar in comparison to the markability of Easter in that we can. Right, but we're also, but you also have to realize there's a lot of us who are like, you don't know, you don't need to know where we live. You know, yeah. you don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's, it comes from a, a real place and it's a real holiday. You don't want to commercialize it, but the fact that we love comedy yeah. as a people, the fact that, you know, a bar mitzvah is a sort of explanation of a joke. You take something yeah. and you make it your own. You, yeah. you know, you're taking this portion that people have been talking about for thousands and that like arguing over. Yep. And it's like, here, let's hear your take on it. And that's what a joke is. It's like a surprise. It's like your take. There's something else. Yeah, here. there's something else. And I love that. And I love that you know, we can marry this story. Look at Purim, you know, yeah. you can marry it with pop culture mm -hmm. and, um, and modernize drag it. Shows of Purim, like actual drag shows, actually telling the story of Purim through a drag. Yes, show. it's amazing. great. It's amazing. It's great, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, and, and if you look at every other Jewish holiday, even though they might not have like the, you know, the, the target, glitz and glam, if you will, of the Target Isle celebration of a holiday, there still is sort of like a fanciful element to Hanukkah, Purim, even Passover in a way with even you turning Elijah bit into a joke. It's like, right, there's something you can do to make it kind of fun. <laughs> right. And that we, you know, we allow it to be told that we, we are generous and, and yeah. are and liberal in the way we tell it. As long as we tell it, you yeah. have certain you know, responsibilities as a Jew or, or mitzvahs or um, commandments. Well, at and, your, yeah. At your Passovers, do you ever have, because one of the things that I've always found, especially in just the past few years that I've been, since I converted, that a lot of my Passovers is a lot of non-Jews at the Passovers. Right. You're telling the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. We love having, a, a, first of all, it was Jesus's last supper. So, you know, Let's not forget Jesus was also at the Seder. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's so great to share and have people. It's it's an abundant holiday, yeah, you know, and definitely. to be able to. And don't you get excited now as a Jew to say, here, I got to show you something. Yeah, this is what we yeah. do. This is what we do. Like, exactly. you might think it's it opens people's eyes and it's like, oh, and everything is, is is a symbol of something, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's fun because it's like this represents the tears, this represents the um mortar and 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 the you know, this represents the fact they were running out of there and they couldn't mm -hmm. wait for, you know, it, it's really it's so full. And it's, um, so, it's so deep too, but at the same yeah. time, like it still is celebratory even though it is so deep there's like a celebratory aspect to right, it right because we're really free nice. yeah exactly we end up free it's about freedom and 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 it also sparks conversation and discourse about who isn't free 
yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. You know, who, you know, we went through this. Don't, you know, there's a, a rule that you don't ever forget and you have to treat it like it happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. And it is happening yesterday. And that's the whole, yeah. you know, so there's so much you can get out of it. And the fact that we are such a creative group of people and we, of course, there are those who are very strict. It has to be, you know, but the yeah. fact that we can take liberties and be creative and that we are creative people and that it is a story. That's that something I was told. talking with Jake about, yeah. about that, that it is taking the liberties on sort of like making it your own and and create right. like what I've done at a lot of Passovers where we talk about like, you know, are you the wicked son? Are you the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. and like you go and I'm always the wicked one. Always. Right. And Jake said he was wise, so whatever, be wise. Um, but oh, please, <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> no one could be wicked with me. Elliot was too afraid to be wicked. But there, there is sort of like a you can make it your own, and you can kind of shape it in your own way, and not have right. to be so rigid with it. Which is right, kind of, except for the food stuff. There is, I will say, like the candy element of Easter is something that my my past self, as before I converted was probably the most enjoyable part of the Easter holiday because right. there's no like Passover Reese's egg, which is delicious. And I think there could be something within the Jewish world. Right, But now they've improved a lot of the uh, recipes, but you have to realize as a Jew who, you know, every holiday is like, they tried to kill us. Yeah. They didn't succeed. We're going to eat. We're not going to eat. We're going to, we're going to, whatever. We're going to do something, you yeah. know? Yeah. To have that and then to see a bunny and eggs that you're going to go pick up and put in a basket. And, and I'm like, what? Wh like, sorry, <laughs> we don't have that. We don't have Easter egg hunts where you dye eggs and then put them in the yard and then get like chocolate bunny. Like, it's so not Jewish. It's it's too. It's the opposite. It's Although, too simple. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we could. I mean, Elijah could help you in your Easter egg hunt for you know the 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 bone. <laughs> like you right. Could, <laughs> I mean, there's a, even a game where you have to find the Afikoman. Like there's yeah. it's yeah. There's a lot of fun stuff with it. Yeah, but it's not that kind of fun. It's you <laughs> it's, know. It's a, there's it's fun with a bit of seriousness. Meaning, right? It's meaningful fun. Yeah, meaningful fun, which is I mean. <laughs> Just such like a it doesn't sound fun, but it is. It's meaningful. Right, right, right. Yeah. So like what in your past Passovers, like what is there one that stands out to you that was like particularly memorable for you? I mean, I do miss my my parents, yeah. the the ones at home as a kid. And I, I remember my mother, um, she had all all these li European linens. They were uh, mm. and she had these beautiful small feather pillows that were embroidered and I have them here actually. Um, and I remember they were passed down from, you know, generation to generation. So I'm sure they were my great, they were came from Europe, but, mm -hmm. um, I, there would, my father would have a pillow and my brother would have a pillow because they were male. And you had to, why, why do we uh, recline on this day? And that was yeah. their symbol of being, you know, reclining. And, you know, you oh, know wow. me, yeah. I'm like, why don't I add a pillow? You love like, to recline. I know that yeah. for a fact. Yes. Yeah. No, but just the whole, um, 
misogyny part of it. I mean, we've yeah. come so far, but I remember, I remember my father and brother getting those pillows um, and me feeling like, why did they get a pillow and I don't get it? But I just, you know, the you and Elijah stuff, right. The we just, the repeating of the, we still, I still, you know, I'm going to go to my sister's this year and we're still going to do the same thing. And my kids yeah. still do the same. And it's just passed on to, from generation. It really helps you realize where you're from and that we, you know, it wasn't that long ago. No. I mean, it was that long ago, but you it know, was, but it wasn't, you know, right. But it's, I can distinctly see, and I feel like this is something you should like turn into a cartoon or something. Little Judy as a kid in the corner speaking with Elijah, so to herself in the corner, plotting. Why did they get a pillow? And I oh, I was so annoyed. <laughs> well, I was it was always like, wait, what is why does he get to do that? And I you know. That's a wonderful vision to me. And I haven't stopped doing that. <laughs> why did they get to do it and I don't? Yeah. My last question for you is I so like obviously food, big part, big part of Passover. And what like What's one food that you look forward to every Passover? And what's one food that you think the Jews need to let go of? Okay, great question. Matzah brai with cottage cheese. I don't care what I'm telling you. It is, is the keep most. Or go? Keep. Okay. I love matzah brai. I love matzah brai. But I'm, I put cottage cheese in my matzah brai and everyone's like, ew, because everyone has their own matzah brai thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I love it with cottage cheese. So that's my favorite thing ever. Interesting. Um, I hate the macaroons. I hate them. I hate them. I don't know why they're so like, ooh, this macaroons. No, I don't like them. I, don't, I, I feel like it was the only thing I could eat that was like kind of a desserty kind of thing. And I hate them. They're horrible. <laughs> but I see them and they were just remind me of being deprived. You know what I mean? Yes, because you know it's not real. It's not a it's not a real dessert. Right. And I, I don't know. They it's like and I, I even tried the chocolate and I'm like, this isn't no. Yeah, none of it's no, like, it's not good. Sorry. Macaroons, macaroons really are the cheese it cracker of desserts. Sort of like right. you, you keep eating it, you don't want to keep eating it. It's just it's, it's there's just nothing. It's nothing. nothing. There's nothing to it, but and you still eat it. It's just nothing. And it's like chocolate covered. No, it's still a macaroon. <laughs> no matter and what a you Jewish do. one, a kosher one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. The kosher, like, um, they, they, oh God, my mother used to make these um, matzo mail rolls. This yeah. is before anything was like, you know, people could figure out how to do stuff without yeast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and they were just fake, like, oh, we'll, we'll eat these matzo mail rolls and yeah. put, you know, our tuna fish on that. And it, no, it's gross. Oh, oh, oh just no. Just do it with the matzo. I love matzo with butter and salt. I oh. love my matzo fry. Interesting. And I hate those effing macaroons. <laughs> I look forward to the brisket. The brisket is like that. The brisket. I... And my mother used to make a turkey. And yeah. matzo mail stuffing is good too, by the way. Interesting. I'll look into that. Also, Jake told me about a thing where you, I've never done this, but you like kind of turn the um, the matzo crackers into like a toffee. You mix it with like cinnamon and sugar. And oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's really good. Yeah, and we that, call that matzo crack. Yes, that, that, that it's I'm making. Matzo crack <laughs> and that we love that. Just smack on crack. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Judy Gold, I love you so much. Thank you. Mm. Happy Passover. You too. I hope I see you soon in person. 
Whether you observe Passover or Ramadan or Easter or no holiday at all, I do hope you have a nice holiday weekend. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a smidge different from what we normally do around here, but hopefully it was fun. And if you're looking for films to watch this weekend that are themed to the holidays happening, I suggest the classic Cecil B. DeMille film, The Ten Commandments, Ben-Hur, it's the Easter Beagle, Charlie Brown, the 1976 film, The Message, about the life and times of the Prophet Muhammad, Monty Python's The Life of Brian, Easter Parade, and my personal favorite, The Prince of Egypt. I can't get that song out of my head. It's just like planted in there forever. Thanks for listening to Newsweek's Parting Shot. If you did like what you heard, and I hope you did because it was kind of fun, you should leave a little rating and review and share it on social media. You can also follow me at H. Allen Scott on everything and tag me in your comments about the episode. I would love to hear from you or see how you're celebrating the holiday this weekend or what you're watching because that's always fun too. For more on the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all social platforms. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.